Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Kisei Tzelam Olchama, when you go out to war. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos, Parashas Tzelam, which is the 14th day of the month of Elul, in the year Tavshin Chafei, 58 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where it begins and it says, Kisei Tzelam Olchama Aleivecha, when you go out to war on your enemy. And the Alter Rebbe, in his classical works on the Torah portion, in Lakuti Torah, in his two Hasidic discourses, and it's also explained in Oira Torah in the commentaries, that what does war mean on a practical level, on a spiritual level? So war is referring to the time when we engage to go ahead and transform holy sparks. That's war. When you engage in this world to elevate holy sparks, that's a spiritual war that we're doing. Shabbat asks a question that, what does Rashi say? Rashi says, what type of war are we talking about? We're talking about an optional war. In Hebrew, it's called Mechemes HaRashos. It's an optional war. But <coughs> based on the way the author explains in the Kota Torah, you can say it's an optional war, because what we say, what, what is the spiritual war? It's to engage in transforming holy sparks, which is done through, during prayer. And we know prayer is an obligation. And even possibly more than the other, other, other mitzvahs as well. And that, matter of fact, the whole reason why the soul comes down to this world, the soul comes into the body, from this very, very high spiritual place, the soul is one with God, and it comes down into the body, is to come to, to transform and elevate the world. We're here on a mission. And, and it's explained many, many places in Chassidus. It's all about transforming and elevating the holy sparks. And therefore, prayer and transforming the sparks is not, is not an optional. It's a mand- mandatory. It's an obligation of any one of us. So what are we doing here? So how could Rashi say that it's only talking about a, a war which is optional? Now, as Rashi is saying, it's an optional war. But if the altar is saying, that it's a deal, you're dealing with elevating the sparks, prayer and elevating the sparks, and that's our mission here. So how can we say it's only optional? So Rebbe says we can explain the exp- explanation as follows with an introduction. And the introduction is the author comes up with a revolutionary idea, and he says that when the verse says in this verse, "Kiseitzelam when you go out to war, alivecha. <coughs> So the author comes out with a revolutionary insight and he says, the verse says, Al, on top of your enemy. In other words, that when you go out to war, what do you need to know? That you have to know that you're on top of your enemy. It's not a fear battle. We have the overpowering uh, support and because we are on top of the enemy. We're, we're starting off with success. Now, why is that? It's a war, so it's two equals. And Rebbe explains, because that's the way it's in its source. In other words, <clears throat> so in its source, we're on top of the enemy. And this applies not only by an optional war, that we're going out, any spiritual war that we're going out that we're on top, but even by ob- ob- <coughs> obligatory wars, spiritual wars, we're also on top of any. And as we have to be on top of our enemy, and because when we have, we know that we are on top of the enemy, we're for sure going to be successful. So true, Hashem wants to give us a struggle, gives us struggles, and gives us challenges, but know that we have the upper hand, and we're going to succeed. 
And it's explained on the verse where it says, when you go out to war, so what does it say? You're going to see um, horses and chariots and big nations, and they're greater than you. So what does the Torah say? Don't be afraid. Why? Because it's only like one horse. Even though it looks like multiple horses, chariots, multiple people, it's nothing. It's all like one thing. And therefore, don't be afraid. And Rashi explains it that way. There's no reason to be afraid. And the same thing also explains when it says, on your enemy, like we just learned from the Altar Rabbi, you're above the enemy. So A, it's like the, all the, the, the forces is, like no, is, is nothing, and we're on top of it. And therefore, there's no reason to be afraid. So therefore... When the author of it revolutionizes the idea in translation, in translating the verse, so <clears throat> according to Rashi, that he, the Rashi says that what are we talking about? Shavisa Shivu take a captive. Obviously, he's talking about it's a war which is optional, and it can't be talking about an obligatory war. Because in Avakatei War, you can't take up captive. But the Alter Rebbe is referring to, no, no, Ali Vecha. He's focusing on the fact that we're above our enemy. Which says before you're going to take a captive. And over there, because you're on top of the enemy, you have to be afraid. So that applies even by an Avakatei War. So in other words, it, so the Rebbe is saying it's like this. If you read the verse, it's something like this. The Alter is focusing on which point you're on top of your enemy. In any war, prayer, transforming uh, holy sparks, you're on top of your enemy. Now that is an obligation. The Rashi that says it's optional is going on, he's, got, he's explaining what it says further about taking a captive, not about the war, whether it's optional or not. We're talking about taking captive only applies in an optional war and not an obligatory war. So therefore, it's not a question about prayer. Because according to the Alter Rebbe, you can say yes. The verse is referring to about an obligatory war. Because he's referring to the beginning of the verse. Yes, you're above your enemy. Even in an obligatory war. And therefore there's no issue about prayer. Yes, prayer is an obligation. And Rashi is talking about further about taking a captive. Now, but if that's the case, that's, it says key when you go out. It's like an optional when you go out. So the, therefore, the, the, based on the author saying that it's an obligation to go out and transform the sparks, so key doesn't mean when, but it means kasher, when you go out. Not if or whether you will or won't. No, when you go out. When are you going to go out? When, you're always going to go out to elevate the holy sparks. And then there's a second rule about taking a captive. And like he never brings that the Rashbam writes in the name of Rashi that if he had time... He would add all the new revolutionary ideas in the, in the in the in the in the in the in the insights of of of, of, the, of the verses. Now, now, back to the point. So, recap. So, what the Rebbe is saying is like this: that the verse says, when you go out to war, you're above your enemy, and we have to always go out to wage war. We're talking about spiritual war, prayer, transforming, holding sparks. And that's something which is which is an obligation and an obligation, and we'll always be successful. Rashi's talking about an optional war in reference specifically about taking a captive. But never ask one second. Something's not understood. Why? Ra- the pointed out to Rebbe that it's an obligation to go ahead and, and pray and, and transform the, to transform the holy sparks. So he doesn't explain key like if you go out. But he says, no, no, you have to go out. So he's actually, you have to go out. So, so, so it's different than the simple understanding of the verse. Remember explaining this. 
that even according to the Alter Rebbe, you can also say that key when you go out means when you go out and if you go out. It can mean both. Why is that? And he explains like this. When it comes to spiritual work of transforming the physical world, the physical body, so there's two ways to create the transformation process. One is war. You're going out to war. You, you want to pray, you want to study, you want to do mitzvot, and your animal soul doesn't want to. There's a war, there's a conflict. That's one way. Another way is peace. You bring in such beautiful light of, of godliness and holiness, the animal soul automatically comes on board. So there's two ways to engage with the animal soul. One is war, confrontation, and the other way is it's overshowering with, with, with powerful, godly light and godly energy. And like Dervis like explained at length in the Hasidic discourse of these two types of ways of tra- dealing with the animal soul, either through war or, the, or through positivity. Now, and this is what actually says in, in, the, in, the, in the Torah, when Hashem will leave you alone, in other words, which is referring to the general spiritual work of prayer and also t- Torah study. In other words, because we know that um, when it comes to l- learning Torah, Torah is from, uh, from Hashem. It's bread from heaven. And it's just like, for example, when the man came down, it came down peacefully. And like it says in the, in the prophets, that the, a sword is not going to go into your land. Even a sword of peace. In other words, which is which is referring to war. Even a hint of war is not going to be is not going to come through. Why? Because when it comes to Torah, Torah is all about peace. So there's a component of prayer, which which obviously is is more combat. And Torah, the way it works, is all about peace. And this is also one of the differences between the thirteen attributes of compassion you give them that we say in the month of Elul, and the thirteen attributes of compassion that we say on Yom Kippur itself. Why? Because the month of Elul is like the manna, where bread comes down from heaven. In other words, when we have the powerful, through the, the 13 actions of compassion, there's in Kabbalah it's called a Susalayla, powerful light that comes down that wakens, up, wakens us up. And those, Doidi Li, Hashem is um, towards me, and it awakens me to turn to Hashem. So Doidi Li is coming first, and that inspires me to do Anila Doidi. Now, uh, even though that on Yom Kippur, we also have the 13 attributes of compassion. We also say Hashem Hashem through prayer. But the fact is, there is an, uh, there's an advantage in, in, in the, uh, the, uh, the 13 attributes of compassion, which the way, it's in the, in, in, uh, way we do it from, from the reading from the Torah in the month of Elul, more than the whole year. Now, since you have two different ways of serving Hashem, one is through what? Combat which is more prayer, and the other one is more peace, which is through Torah. So, therefore, you can also explain key, you know, key Satan when you go out, as if uh, you have to go out, or optional, in other words, because it doesn't have to be in a way of war. Because you can also do it in a way of peace. In what, what's the way of peace? The way of learning Torah. So, I was saying a revolutionary idea, and he says as follows. Again, there's no question about it. yes. At through prayer and transforming the world, it's it's, it's engaging. And yes, when you engage, when you when you engage, you have to know that you're for sure going to be you're sure going to be winning. You're sure going to be successful. And something which is an obligation to do. But the obligation sounds like when it's a war, it's an obligation. However, when you when you do it in a way of peace, so then it's it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be always in combat. 
You can transform the world. And you can transform, transform the, well, yourselves through learning Torah. And that's why key could be like as if where it's optional, doesn't have to be the way of war. Now, I finish off and he says like this. When we do our spiritual work of learning Torah, so what happens is, because Torah brings in the light from on high, so then when we pray, prayer is totally different. And that's why, for example, we study Kabbalah Chassidut before we pray. Because once you bring in the powerful light through prayer, the prayer is totally different. And it's just like you can't compare when you study Torah after you pray versus you sit and study Torah before you pray. The prayer has an effect on your Torah, but the same thing also, the Torah has an effect on your prayer. And as the prayer has an effect on your studying Torah, and it works the opposite way, the opposite as well. And as if you learn Torah, your prayer is totally different. Because the Torah has the power of bringing in a very peaceful and powerful light. And therefore the Torah is really not so combative. The prayer is not so combative. And that's the idea of what? Of, of learning Hasidut. And like we take, for example, because we know Chassidah comes from a place, it's called Rosin de Rosin, which means in a place where there's no question, there's clarity. When you learn Chassidah, it's, it's, it's not like you're learning Talmud as a question and answer, and I say like this, and it's a whole struggle, etc. It's, it's clarity. And when you learn Torah, and you, when you, and you, you teach the Torah, you, you disseminate Torah, like we're doing right now, learning Torah all over the internet in a way of peace. And um, we're affecting peace will all merit to the coming of Mashiach. Because we know Mashiach comes, will be your The whole world we fill. Deya, as Hashem, knowing Hashem, Kamayim, Layam, Achasim, just like water covers all over. So again, here we have a short, but a beautiful discourse of the Rebbe, and he, about the whole idea of prayer and Torah study. And obviously we have our work to do out in this work. We have to know we will be successful. And obviously by learning Chassidus, and especially before prayer, our prayers will be peaceful, and ultimately we'll have the coming of Mashiach, and the whole world will realize that Kalash Baruch, was, Kalash Baruch was, is, is, is the real um, energy in this world, and we'll have ultimate peace, and God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.